Welcome to Civil Discourse. This podcast will use government documents to illuminate the workings of the American government and offer context around the effects of government agencies in your everyday life. And now your hosts, Nia Rogers, public affairs librarian, and Dr. John Augenbaugh, political science professor. Hey, Augie. Good morning, Nina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good uh, because in part- I'm generically good, Augie. Well, see, you just, <laughs> you just stole my thunder. Oh, no. What were you going to say? Because I was going to go ahead and say, if there is a single podcast episode that we have recorded or will do, that probably captures uh, me and my personality the best, it's this one. Because <laughs> we are covering generics. Oh, but you know what? Actually, what's true about generics that is also true about you is the generics are more complicated than you first think they're going to be. Oh, wow. You went right, right for the kill shot. You know, you are you are deeper than the surface. Right. Because on the surface, you're a cargo shorts wearing dude. Right. Yeah. Like you're like We're a dude who lives in a right, who lives in a van down by the river. Right. Like that kind of thing. And then but like, no, 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 there's multiple depth here because everybody thinks that a generic is just sort of a weird like. Poof, and there's a generic, but there isn't. There's a whole process for generics. Sorry, folks, we're following up with last week's um, FDA Food and Drug Administration. Drug process, approval. Yes. drug approval process, and we've now gotten to the magic that is generics, which mm-hmm. I think generic may be another term for lawsuit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in terms of like legalese. <laughs> but before we start, can we can we do something very briefly? Yes. Augie and I would like to wish Schoolhouse Rock a happy 50th birthday oh, because yes. this is their 50th year. And it's a callback to our our early Mm -hmm. episodes where we talked about Schoolhouse Rock, but we grew up on Schoolhouse Rock. And if you try to get Augie to say the preamble instead of sing it, good luck, because we that is our that is our childhood where you learned everything through song. Every Saturday morning, okay, you're tuning in for the cartoons. Yep, and the commercials. The cartoons and the commercials for sugary, crunchy cereal. Yes, and Pop-Tarts <laughs> and, 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 right. and other- Hey, kids, ask your parents to buy this really bad food for you. <laughs> right. Which then will allow you to go ahead and say in response to them, you know, you should eat a breakfast. Well, I do want to eat breakfast. I want a bowl of basically sugar- of, of Choco Snap Crunch <laughs> yeah. Mango Pops right. of whatever it is where where with marshmallows. <laughs> and, and, and as every and I'm gonna watch Scooby-Doo while I do that. <laughs> yes. And after the end of every 10 to 12 minute segment of Scooby-Doo, we would have schoolhouse rock, right? And we learned, you know, about how Elbow Room, about okay. going west, right? Going west. And all the numbers. Numbers, conjunctions. A figure, figure eight, it would be great if you could make a figure eight. Right. That's a circle that turns around upon itself, right? All of those songs. Conjunction, junction, what's, what's your, your function? function? Right? right, yeah, all of them. And okay. then, and it, no more kings. Yes. 
right? No yes. more kings when we kings. got when you had the, the shot heard around the world as the start of the revolution. Right? The whole yes. thing is you've yes. got history rock, you've got math rock, you've got oh, a noun is a person, place, or thing. thing. Yeah, right? right. You've got you've got um you've got all the 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 grammar yes yes all that stuff and it and it started um because of multiplication a guy was was listening to his kids who could sing every rolling stone song but could not memorize their multiplication tables and he went to a colleague he was with an advertising company he went to a colleague and said surely there is a song Yes, that we could teach a kid, and they actually wrote a song about. I want to say nine was the first one, but anyway, or maybe it was three. But anyway, they and he was like, "This is it. This we yes. have to take this to." And I, I don't remember what channel it was on, but he took it to them, and they said, "Yep, we we're in." So and and and, and for listeners, uh, or, or for more recent, and you try to not sing the preamble once you've learned it that way. Oh my goodness! Okay. But- <laughs> Uh, for uh, 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 more recent listeners, uh, those who have not been with us um, for the entirety of this podcast, uh, we rather infamously uh, did a two-part episode. Um, oh, about the bill. Yes. Okay. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm, I'm only a bill. a bill, and I'm sitting okay. here on Capitol Hill. Right. And how <laughs> I went ahead and ruined that pot, uh, that particular Schoolhouse Rock video for Nia, much like I do for my intro to U.S. government class. <laughs> but those are a good intro to the basics yes. of civics. Yes. And the basics of math and the basics of, of grammar. So yes. anyway, we would like to wish uh, Schoolhouse Rock a happy birthday. But now, on to generics. Yes. So last time we talked about the process to get through drug, to get a drug introduced to the market. Yes. Get approval. Yes. And now you're going to talk about the people who make a copy of the drug. Yes. Because that's what a generic is, right? It's basically a less expensive version of whatever the named drug is. Yeah, the name brand, um, if you will, iteration or version of a drug. So in our last podcast episode, we talked about you know, the various reasons why. Um, name brand drugs uh, might cost so much money, right? right. Okay. Um, and in uh, what has arisen in the United States, and, in, and for that matter, uh, around the world, is the generic drug market. Now, let's just say, for instance, Nia, um, and I'm going to take us back to um, um, our previous episode. Nia, you and I uh, get a whole bunch of investors and we make this sarcasm reduction drug, right? Okay. Anti-sark. Yes, anti-sark, right? Anti-sark, okay. which sounds cool. Ask your okay. doctor if you need anti-sark. Sure. And then it would list a whole bunch of symptoms like, are you sarcastic at meetings? Are you sarcastic with your family? Are you, you might yes. need anti-sark. Yes, you know, do you make your dog cry? Right. right, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, but. So now we have a, a formal drug called Antisarc. Yes. And it's on the market and it costs. And it like, makes bazillions. Billion dollars. It costs $5,000 for a month worth of, uh, <laughs> for a month worth of pills. Okay. But there is another drug company who's like, 
hey, wait a minute here. We've looked at their patent, okay, that they filed with the U.S. government, okay, and we think we could make this cheaper, but still make our company money. Why don't we go ahead and and make a, a generic drug, okay, that also reduces sarcasm, right? Sarcon. Yeah, yeah, sarcon, right? So. What's that approval process like? Well, actually, okay, generic drug makers um, get to go through ANDA. This is another acronym, Nia, I'm sorry. It's the abbreviated new drug application. And Nia, can you guess what step, okay, a generic drug maker gets to skip that the original drug maker has to go through. I would imagine that it's probably the most expensive part, which is the trials. Yes. Okay. The clinical trials. If if they're not use if they're using chemicals that would have the same reactions, and, then they wouldn't need to prove a second time that those chemicals would have the same reactions. So yeah. they'd have to be using the same basic chemicals or you know, they, they could prove that they were the same basic chemicals, but I suspect that once they do that, they don't have to do the trial and the trials can take years. That can take years off the, off the time a drug can come to market. Yeah, the development process for the brand name drug, right? So, and you are correct, okay? All a generic drug company has to demonstrate is that the same amount of their generic version gets to the bloodstream in about the same time as the brand name drug and so does today, more or less the same thing it does more or less the same thing okay now, if they want to go ahead and cover their butts you know the infamous <laughs> cya okay okay and listeners if you learn nothing else okay from this podcast know these two everything's rooted in the commerce clause in the u.s constitution Okay. And, and the government will always cover its butt. Yes, right? So, <laughs> okay. So that seems to be like a really good deal for generic drug makers, right? Yeah, so this also seems like a really bad deal for Big Pharma. Yeah, for the brand. Because name. they're paying a lot of money. For the upfront, you know, all the development. When, when we've talked before, that's in the $2 billion. Dollar no, plus range. Yeah. Yeah, a couple dollars. billion dollars, right? Okay, they spend a significant amount of money, right? So that doesn't so, seem very fair that there can be a shortcut uh, to that. Uh, now you get to the fairness question. In the uh, in by the, the way, um, listeners, Augie hates the fairness question because I say that's not fair, and he's like, "Yes, but that's not the the law is not about being fair, Nia. Yeah, the law is about equal application. That's right. Fair, fairness is a Fair is a four-letter word in the U.S. <laughs> legal regime, okay? I'm going to stand on my opinion, though, that I don't think that sounds very fair. Ah, but here's the equalizer. The company, okay, with the brand name drug, okay, more than likely, and it's not more than likely, they always do. They file what application with the US federal government 
when they are about to market their drug. Oh, patent. Yes. Okay. This is our patented formula. That's why you always see that in on yes. old advertisements. Yes. Patented formula for reducing carbuncles. Patented formula for what they literally mean is we went to the patent office and said, this chemical makeup is ours. Yes. And and we own the rights to it. And patent allows you to charge money for a thing because you own the rights to it. Yes. And the idea, and again, we've discussed this in a previous podcast episode, but real short, real brief. The idea behind patents, okay, is that uh, the, the framers of the U.S. Constitution wanted to encourage, okay, economic activity and creativity. And they thought that one of the ways they could do this is that if you come up with a brand new way to reduce sarcasm and a whole bunch of people, okay, think that that's a great idea, you should be able to make money. And money would be an incentive for other people to want to go ahead and come up with new drugs, new manufacturing processes, new types of clothing, new types of cars, Etc. Etc. You only get improvement when people are willing to be creative, okay, and challenge the accepted ways of doing things, right? right? Okay, that was the logic, right? But the problem becomes, okay, the patent holder, okay, gets to uh, uh, request or require from anybody else who uses their patent what money. Uh Money or permission, at the very least, at least, permission. Permission, but more than likely, since you're the one who spent all that time and money in coming up with, okay, a brand new drug, you're going to want what from the generic drug maker? A cut. Oh, oh absolutely. A cut. Of sure, their, you can sell that. I'm going to need 20%. That's right. Okay. And this is where things get complicated. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so federal law allows generic drug companies to work on drugs to gain the abbreviated new drug approval before the patents held by the brand name companies expire. Okay. Okay, so patents go for 20 years? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. So, yeah. so, so our um, anti-SARC, has 20 years on the market. Yes. At 20 years and one day. A generic drug company could go and make Sarcon. Yes. And and say, we can sell you that anti-sarcasm drug at half the price. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, in the only so way- So how do I keep, how do, how do we keep them from doing that? Ah, okay. So let's say we own this patent, okay? You and I. And yeah. let's say that Sarkhan is owned by Bill Newman. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Newman's going to love this, right? So, okay. So he comes in, tries to robber baron us by take no, tries to just rob us by taking our half of our market. Yes. Okay. What do we? What? What can we do? Do we have any recourse, or is at that point that the patent is done, okay. and that's too bad? He can make all the moolah he wants. Now Newman's got a few choices. Newman can go ahead and say before our patent expires 
that his drug is significantly different than ours. And therefore, he does not have to honor our patent. That's one thing. He'd have to prove that to the patent office. Yes. And more than and probably in a court of law somewhere. Yes, because whoever loses, okay, that, if you will, administrative, okay, decision, okay, will file a lawsuit in the U.S. Patent Court. Yes, folks, there is actually a federal <laughs> court just for patent disputes because they actually happen with some regularity. <laughs> and patents are worth a lot of money. If you're talking you about a pharma, if you're talking about pharma, you're talking about billions, the billions. billions, like yes. the the people who made um, Vioxx, the people who made oh, oh what's the um, what's the drug for gentlemen Cialis? Yes, right. That was a money maker, maker. in yes. a big way. They would not have want that undermined by anybody okay so newman tries to undermine us he we can sue him in patent yes. court yes and he um, can say no 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 mine is completely different. different mine is made of yes or he can go ahead and say okay i did not bring my drug to the fda until after your patent expired okay can we renew our patent <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Okay. So once your patent expires, yeah. it's not like Disney where you can keep patenting or he trade, they trademark actually. Trademark. It's not yes. trademark can be extended or, or, or copyrights. Because remember, as we've discussed with our colleague Hillary, okay, Hillary um, uh, the United States Congress has been successfully lobbied to extend copyright protection. Okay ad nauseum at the, <laughs> right. right okay right at this point mickey mouse is protected till the end of the universe but yeah, but mickey okay but, but patents. <laughs> mickey's been embalmed we buried mickey okay we dug him up okay uh we try to bring him back to life and disney's still making money but that's all right okay but, but so patents are not the same patents no, cannot no. just be yeah extended what you have to show with a patent though that patent holds true for its original content always for 20 years yep for 20 years yep okay so not always for 20 years and at the end of 20 years then people can start messing with making quote improvements yes and, and then they can patent an improvement yes on your on your patent Yes. Which would mean then that it is a new patent and it is their patent. But it gets even more complicated. Of course say, it does. Let's say Newman doesn't wait, want to wait the 20 years and he goes ahead and makes, his, <laughs> makes the Impatient. argument. Impatient. Okay. He makes the argument that my drug is different. Okay. Okay. Sarcon is different. Okay. Than Antisarc. Right. Okay. But we as the patent holder of the brand name drug can challenge his claim okay that his drug is different and we have 45 days to make that challenge okay with the fda and then the fda can't cannot approve the drug 
for 30 months unless our patent expires or the generic drug maker, in this case, Newman, wins in court. So Okay, so we can slow him down from making... Oh, slow him down big time. From making money. We can slow him down for 30 months. I, But I would think that one of the things that we could sue for is if he says it's different enough, then he would need to run trials. Then oh. we could say the FDA did not go through the proper process. Like, he has to walk a fine line there between... It's it, it, not it, so different that I have to run the trials, but it's different enough that yes. I can skip the path. You can see where this would be all about the lawyers. Yes. Man, you need the best patent lawyer that you can find. I bet the best best patent lawyers in the world work for Big Pharma. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> the ones that understand the process the best, because at this point, you can, well, he he has to walk that line, and we have to prove that he's crossed that line, right? So, hey, Nia, I tell my stu uh, uh, current students in my law classes, if you guys want to go ahead and go to law school and make some serious money as a lawyer, okay, have a science background and and focus on intellectual property. Oh, okay. Oh, um, you, which, you will make a gazillion. A zillion dollars okay. a year. And if you end up becoming an in-house counsel, okay, um, you know, for uh, a pharmaceutical company, a generic pharmaceutical company, uh, a tech an, company, a tech company where they do a lot of intellectual property and they try to get patents on all kinds of things, okay, um, you're never going to have another poor day in your life. Yep. Right? Okay. You're also never going to have another stress-free day in your life, but hey, you made that choice. <laughs> okay. But here's another complication. Okay, wait. So let me back. So if we win, can we force him to give us a royalty on royalty? Okay. So we can every... force him to give for every pill he sells, yes. we get 20% of the yeah, of whatever gets... it is that he Yes, yes. Which might discourage him out of business. And that's one if he the, was running at yes. a super tight margin. Yes. Right. If he's running yes. at a super tight margin, our, we might say, sure, we'll let you make that, but you got to give us 20%. And he says, I can't do that and make any money. We'll say, oh, well, too bad. That's the deal. Or, you know what else we can do, Nia? <laughs> You're going to love this. Well, I mean, we could do a, lots of illegal things like kneecap him or do whatever. No, 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 we're no, not no, going to no, do no, any no, no, of that. No, no, we're, we're all talking we're, legal stuff. We're talking about legal stuff. Okay. And, and listeners, this is going to be our segue to our next episode about the FDA drug approval process. But here's, here's another thing that we can do, Nia, as the patent holder for the brand name drug. We could pay. Newman and any other generic drug maker to delay their application to the FDA so we can, in effect, buy additional years on our patent. It's called pay for delay. Which, <laughs> if you were, if Bill Newman were unscrupulous, which he is not, but if he were, that would actually be a great way for him to 
make money without having to fight in court all of the bits, right? If we looked at his patent and said, wow, that really is close enough, but they're not going to find that he's in violation and it's going to cost us zillions. If, it, if we knew it was going to cost us $10 billion, right? We could say we we are better off giving him $5 billion to not bring it to market and still make half of what we were going to make. Yes. Then him bring it to market and us lose the full ten billion. And that, so and we and go this, to his company and we say we will pay you five billion dollars to sit on this on this application for two years or three years or four years till we can make back that five billion. You'll get the money in the meantime, and you can do research on other things so you can go scare other pharma. And yes. And, and okay. this, this is where another profession. So I can see where somebody who was who who was sort of um, golly, I don't carpet bagging almost. Yes, would do that. Yes, and this is where another profession enters into the mix: accountants, okay. <laughs> because they then they do lawyers and accountants. Okay, they do a cost-benefit analysis. Right? right. How much is it going to cost us to pay Bill Newman? And then they come to you and I and they say, as the owners of this patent, we are telling you that it is cheaper for you to pay Bill Newman $2 billion to sit on that application for five years than it is for you to fight him in court. Because it's going to cost this much for the lawyers, this much for this, this much for this, and you're probably going to lose. Yes. So and, you and should yeah, see if he'll take the deal. Yeah, because accounts would say to you and me, as the owner of the brand name drug patent, Okay, your scientists have basically concluded that Newman's going to get approval from the FDA, right? right? And your patent, okay, expires at the end of the year, right? So you're only going to get profits until the end of the year. But if Newman's company is willing to accept, okay, a $2 billion payment, okay, and he agrees not to go ahead and produce his generic version, say, for five years, we can guarantee you guys, our models will have predicted that you guys are going to see $10 billion in additional profits, right? Right. That's a four-to-one ratio, okay? It's better to pay him. Yes. And then there are critics who say, but that stifles competition because we've effectively bought off, okay? Well, and it harms consumers <laughs> because consumers are still having to pay for the, the brand name yeah, that's right. drug as opposed to the generic drug. And generic drugs are almost always less expensive, which is the whole point of a generic drug, right? Yeah. Is that when you say to your doctor, that's great, but can I take a generic? for this thing a, a lot of times your doctor will say yes there's one available and it's at a third of the price or it's at half of the price right. so so it's all so technically you're creating a monopoly when you do that when you when you buy off the other companies and say we just need you to hold off for a couple of years we just need you to hold off for five years and it, what's interesting is, uh, Nia, you brought up a potential way for the government to make those pay-for-delay arrangements less attractive, i.e. bringing antitrust lawsuits. But what's interesting is it's not 
the antitrust department of the Justice Department. It's been the Federal Trade Commission. Okay. The Federal Trade Commission. Did I say something that made that was funny? Uh, you, no, the reason I'm laughing is, uh, sorry, I was laughing silently for those who could not hear my silent laughter, um, is because this is another instance where the government is supposed to encourage a thing and discourage a thing. Yes. At the exact same time, different parts of the government, right? And so the FDA is like, yes, bring your drug to market so that we can have less sarcasm in the classroom. That's fabulous, right? Yes. And the and the trade commission is saying, yeah, but be careful about being the only drug on the market that does that and steps on the neck of other people because we really want there to be capitalism we yeah, want we there want, to be capitalism because capitalism only works if there's multiple choices in the market and the market drives success as opposed to you drive success by driving your competitors out of, out, of, out of the market right you've gotten so big that nobody's willing to go ahead and take you on right, right? so there are no newmans out there who are willing to say hey we can make a drug cheaper okay that does the same thing wouldn't that be great right? And the FDA is just like, hey, wait a minute. Okay, we've already approved a drug to market. Okay, it's reducing sarcasm. We've done our job, right? Right. We made sure that the drug was safe. It did what it was supposed to. And the, you know, the after effects, okay, the side effects aren't all that great. Like nobody dies from taking. Yeah, death is not listed. Okay, yeah, right. Except in extreme circumstances. Yes, right. Okay, but the Federal Trade Commission is like, wait a minute, that's an unfair trade practice. Okay, (laughs) okay. Um, uh, uh, Rogers Augenbaugh, okay, are basically trying to corner the market, okay, on reducing sarcasm. Okay, we don't do that, okay, in a capitalist society. Right. We don't do that. You're not supposed to do that. And this is our... This is the fundamental problem with the federal government of the United States. Yes. Is that there's almost always a guy who's telling you to go for it. And there's almost always a guy who's telling you to stop. Yes. You can get whiplash. And you have to decide (laughs) who's going to punish you more. Again. In what terrible ways. This is right. This is where the lawyers, the accountants, and the economists, okay, weigh in and say, try to figure out where the lines are with, you know, okay, well, let's go in this direction and do this thing. And it should satisfy the trade commission, but we'll also, we also want to maintain our patent and our, and our hold over this medical, you know, device or, or pill or whatever. Yeah. I, I, it, I'm chuckling because it's, it always is like, there is nothing in the federal government that you do that one agency is not slightly affected by the yes. work of another agency. Like it's all so interagency. Yeah. And, and, and the and only we, groups that don't work together like that are intelligence, <laughs> Every, which you would think they would, but everybody else, there's this weird, you know, like for instance, so Newman sues us. Yes. And Newman wins, and he gets to bring his generic to market. Yes. But then his generic drug kills people. 
who gets sued because he, he didn't do the trials he right does. but he didn't yes. do the trials yes he does and the fda's hands are clean <laughs> well or but the fda is embroiled in the idea of you didn't make him go through the trials that's right and and, and so in the you, FDA, and the FDA has no authority to do so because Congress wanted to encourage, okay, <laughs> who to bring, okay, other drugs to the market, generic drug companies. Yes. Okay. I mean, it, it, again, it's one of those gaps in the authorizing legislation for the FDA. And yes. yeah, so so you have no. Okay, <laughs> so here's what happens. Newman's drug starts to kill people. Newman goes out of business because that's yes. what's going to happen. Yes. There is no one for you to sue. That's correct. You can't sue the original maker because they're like, that's not a, you and I. Whoa, Roger Sogenbard, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You weren't taking our drug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't We didn't have anything to do with this. And the FDA is like, nope, they met all the criterion. Newman met yes. all the criterion for our for abbreviated our abbreviated new, new drug. drug approval. Yes. So, so sorry, you're out of luck. Yes. Yep. That's a hole. It's a huge hole. And it's one of the, <laughs> it's what it's it's one of the controversies about the FDA's approval process. On the oh. other hand, okay. On the other hand, and we'll get to other controversies in the next episode, but to conclude this episode, but on the other hand, Nia, if the FDA required generic drug companies to go through the same approval process. Holy cow, nobody would ever bring anything to market because they would be put, spending the same kind of money that yes. big pharma is spending and there wouldn't be any savings. Okay. Generics so, would not cost less. They would cost the same as. So there is a disincentive. Right. Okay. Why would you do that? I wouldn't do that. If I was Bill Newman and, and they said to me, oh, but you have to go through the trial process, I'd be like, well, screw that. I'll just go do something else or yes. I'll make a different kind of drug. Yes. Yeah. If I have to go through that full process, I might as well also be making the money the from the patent and the whole. Yes, the brand new know. drug. Right. Yeah. But I think, you would I, discourage that market. That's right. <laughs> and and then briefly, can we talk about um, and I, I don't want to get into this too far, but there are occasions when we have the government step in and pay for research. We saw that during COVID the COVID vaccine. Yes. Right. And we've seen that in other vaccines where yes. the government has stepped in and funded that research. And you made an interesting point, and now I'm starting to really put it together. Sorry, it takes me a little while. No, um, you made an interesting point way back when we were talking about COVID that one of the reasons that uh, the Trump administration put money into every single drug company that it could find, including me and you who didn't have one practically, <laughs> yes. right? Like, I mean, everybody got money from them was whoever gets there first. Like somebody's got to get there, whoever gets there, we want to make sure that they have enough funding to get there. Yes. And um, I'm not entirely certain that Donald Trump uh, has gotten credit for that. Yeah, but yeah. that was a that was an investment in American health and safety, right? That was his yes. administration saying, "We will throw money at every single person 
who has even the closest chance of getting this. And by that, I mean, a lot of the big pharma's got money. Yes. Um, yes. And some, some it didn't work and some it did, but that's the money that you spend trying to get to the purpose yeah. that you're trying to get to. So I know for listeners who are not huge Donald Trump fans, um, one has to say, yeah, but he put, he put money into, he did what businessmen do, which is, throw money at that problem until somebody solves it right until yeah and if you got five guys in the room it's almost like the apprentice you got five guys in the room throw a hundred million in it at all five guys and see who can get there and who got there were pfizer johnson and johnson and moderna moderna yeah and then some of the others were like sorry we're not going to get there we're not going to be able to yeah, we're not going to be able to get there in time, or we're not going to be able to make a dent in the need, or whatever. But that's still money well spent because that was, and, and again, this an was, emergency response. Yeah, it was emergency response, but it, it it's also a good example of how expensive making drugs actually is. I mean, oh yeah, because I think their administration put a hundred million into each of those companies. Like, and 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 again, there was no guarantee that any of those drug companies were going to be able to go ahead and and come up with a safe, effective vaccine. Right. It's uh, so much of this is a crapshoot. Okay. I mean, you're just kind of sort of like. The lights are out and you're shooting in the dark and you're hoping that you're <laughs> going to go ahead and hit something. Right. right? Um, but it requires a lot of money. Um, I mean, the material, you know, the, the, the materials, the chemicals, the compounds, generally expensive. You're talking about high end talent in terms of people. Right. Right. Okay. Um, right. Lots of Nobel Prize winners working on stuff like this. Yeah. Or people who run in those circles. Circles, right? Okay. Um, you yeah. Know. This is not me with a chemistry set from you know Walmart. No yeah. offense to Walmart, but Walmart and I could not have done this. This is yeah, a. This is, you know, this is not a. You know, Saturday, you know, this is not a Saturday morning science show on PBS. Right. Okay. I love Bill to... Nye, but I'm not sure he could have come up <laughs> with a. I mean, he might, yeah, he might be able to explain why the vaccine is working, okay? Right. <laughs> but in terms of creating the vaccine, okay, um, you know, you and I aren't going to go ahead and do this on a Saturday morning as a kid's, you know, craft project, right? right. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, um, so. And you have to be prepared for failure. Yes. And whatever else one may say about the Trump administration, they were okay with having some of it fail. Like he yeah. as a businessman understood that if he was going to throw money in the direction, in all kinds of directions, some of those directions would fail. Yeah. And that that's what you have to do in order to get success. So I, I do think that there is a, um, there is a place for the government in encouraging certain. This kind uh, of applied drug research makes right. a lot of sense when you know you have a particular public health problem and it's not going to get any better unless the government okay brings money and a fair amount of public pressure you know into the mix right because you know let's face it you know do you did you want to be one of those drug companies that said yeah we're not interested in receiving 100 million dollars from the federal government to go ahead and help out okay potentially 
you know, over 330 million people. Yeah, we're just right. not interested, right? We're not, we're not, it's not really our thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. uh, excuse me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, your mission statement on your website, you know, your doing good people, around the world. Are, yeah, we your love people up with go people. Ahead and say, yeah. You know, yes, we're here and we help. So, you know, yeah, you know, all of that gets washed away when you go ahead and say, yeah, we ain't going to help out. Hey, but thanks for the offer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hugs and kisses. XOXO, <laughs> almost pharma. defunct pharma company. Yeah, big pharma. Right. right. So that's not what they did. And what, yeah. what I think is interesting, too, about that is, um, and the ones that failed were not punished in any way. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because I mean, you don't punish people for trying. Yeah. And like if they were making a good faith effort, which they were, and they had to prove, I'm sure they were audited within an inch of their existence. Um, and they were and they showed that they were making a good faith effort, then. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, unlike uh, that snake in the grass, Newman, who's trying to steal our patent. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, listeners, as said, God. totally with love in our hearts, because we are both quite fond of Bill Newman. But he's just going to be utterly surprised. <laughs> what did I do to you? <laughs> when he finds out that we went ahead and used him in hypothetical in a lot of our podcast episodes, because <laughs> we didn't plan this. Nor did we get his permission. That's right. Sorry. Sorry, Dr. Newman. We know that you're not evil. But back to the COVID-19. Here's the other interesting thing. You're talking about uh, the pharmaceutical companies getting audited to to an inch of their life. Of all of the COVID-19 money that the federal government spent, okay, I think it's noteworthy that heretofore, I'm unaware of any press reports saying that there was fraud in the money the federal government spent on COVID-19 vaccines compared to all of the other COVID-19 money that got distributed. Oh, they- holy cow, and got fraud fraudulently used and borrowed <laughs> I mean, it. Oh my gosh. The money that went to small businesses that now they're finding out didn't and all, you know, like where they were trying to pay workers and stuff like oh okay all of that went south we're gonna at some point there will be a COVID-19 commission oh there has and to that be. commission will oh. have to do a, a basically an audit of all that money yes and all the and all the choices that were made yes some of which were good some of which were bad we're finding out now that children are two and three and four levels behind in school well yes than they were. I mean, there's all kinds of fallout from this. There's going to need to be a commission report. I, by the way, do not want to be in charge of that commission. And just in case President Biden's folks are listening, I am not interested in being on that commission or in charge of that commission, but I would nominate Augie. Um, (laughs) What did I do to you? (laughs) Good response. I actually think you'd be very thorough on one of those commissions. You know what I mean? I mean like you, know, you have that kind of administrative law mind where you'd be like, okay, let's look at okay. let's look at what we did and what the cause is three years down the road and how did yeah, we win I mean, or lose. You know. I mean, you're you're not an accountant, but you do a really good job of that sort of benefit risk analysis. It probably comes from 
in part years of administrative law and in part years of being the chair of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, right? This idea yeah, of risk I mean, management. Yeah, but there will life, have to be a commission at some yeah, point. In previous life, I was a bureaucrat. Um, and let's face it, okay, if you've ever had to go ahead and manage a budget, okay, for a federal government agency, okay, uh, you really get good at certain things, even if you don't want to be. Right. <laughs> OK, but I'm going to put to you that I think that the reason for that, I think the reason that the money that went to big pharma is pretty much not being questioned is because everybody was staring at big pharma for yeah. weeks. The yeah. news kept showing up at big pharma headquarters and saying, do you have it yet? Do you have it yet? Do you have yes. it yet? Like it's like kids in the backseat of the car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Right. We, so I think they were under enormous, enormous pressure, yeah, pressure, but also enormous scrutiny at the time. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's probably in part why their books are so clean on yeah. this topic. Yeah, yeah, um, probably cleaner than they would normally be. And I'm not saying pharma steals money from the government because I don't think they do for the most part. Um, I mean, there are some creeps in pharma and we're going to talk about controversies and I want to get to that insulin guy because I have feelings about him, not insulin. Um, um, uh, um, oh, you're talking about the uh, EpiPen. Uh, yes. And yeah. the expense of the EpiPen going like through the road. Like, are you nuts? And the Hep C guy. Um, right. Yes. I'm going to charge $700 for this. No, you're not. Anyway, um, but those are going to come next episode. But I, I, I will be interested to see how long it takes for us to get a commission on that. Yeah. So, um, and, but and, you know what I would not be in charge of? So now there's, I've discovered a couple of things I wouldn't be in charge of in the federal government. And one of them is the FDA. Yeah. Because this no. is a tough, no. man, this yeah. is a tough yeah, like I mean, the, the one side of I want to save these lives and I want to help people who have this medical condition that's that's dire, right? And I want to help them feel better and 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 have their health improved. And the other side, it is so easy for drugs to kill people. It yeah. is so easy for drugs to go wrong. Yeah, I just don't know that I could. I think I would lay in bed at night all the time with my eyes open, thinking. This is terrible. This is terrible. I'm going to make a bad choice here and people are going to die. Like I, and I appreciate that they, that the doctors and the scientists there do the best they can with what they have. Because, you know, they don't always know how this is going to turn out. Yeah. And we're going to get to that with controversies too. Thank yeah. you, Augie. This has been interesting with the, so, so we've established two things. One, we should hire lawyers if we're ever going to make drugs. <laughs> we've established that, and we've established that we got to watch out for snakes like Bill Newman, <laughs> who are going to try to steal our patent as soon as they can and make money off of our hard work. I see how it is. Yeah, Newman's going to be so surprised <laughs> when I go in and tell him. Nia said you're a snake. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to Nia? Yeah. All right. Anyways, Thank you, Augie. Thanks, Nia. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Civil Discourse, brought to you by VCU Libraries. 
Opinions expressed are solely the speaker's own and do not reflect the views or opinions of VCU or VCU libraries. Special thanks to the workshop for technical assistance. Music by Isaac Hobson. Find more information at guides.library.vcu.edu slash discourse. As always, no documents were harmed in the making of this podcast.